Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. My guest this week is Beth Porter, co-founder and chief product officer of Sweet Nothings, a plant-based, organic, no-sugar-added, delicious snack. As a busy entrepreneur and parent, Beth was always looking for convenient snacks that were healthy, yet still delicious. Fruits and nuts are the obvious choice for health and convenience, but they get boring after a day. I can attest I have bags in my kitchen that I haven't opened for a little longer than I'm willing to admit in this moment. Smoothies were the tasty and popular option with her family, but the prep, mess, and cleanup were far from convenient. There might be nothing I hate more than cleaning a blender. I will buy a $20 smoothie before I clean a blender, but that might be a bigger problem for another time. Beth started experimenting with how to make fruits, nuts, and seeds in a new format, a smoothie-like blend frozen in a cup for later while maintaining a texture that is indulgent like ice cream. After mastering the product at home, she brought the product to her community and knew then that she needed to share it with the world. Her passion and care for the product she has created is so evident in this episode which is generally a theme for the most successful entrepreneurs I interview. If you haven't tried Sweet Nothings, I am completely obsessed. I order it from Thrive Market (laughs) all the time. And if you haven't tried Sweet Nothings, I am completely obsessed. You can order it on Thrive Market and many other grocery stores all over the country. Beth brings so much knowledge and inspiration to this episode, and I can't wait for you guys to hear. Now, let's get over to my conversation with Beth. First, Beth, thank you for joining the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jenna. I'm really excited to be here. So before we get into Sweet Nothings, the company that you have co-founded, can you just walk us back to what you were doing prior to starting your company and what kind of led you on this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll take you back all the way back. So I grew up really in a bit of a food desert, if you will. My family and community weren't really educated at all on proper nutrition. I grew up kind of thinking that vegetables grew in cans because that's where my peas and my green beans and carrots all came from. And I also grew up watching my mom struggle with her health from as far back as I can remember. And at that time, and I and I shouldn't necessarily say just at that time, because I think that in many American households today, they still 
have the same beliefs that, you know, if things have zero calories in them, that means they're healthy. Or if they're low fat, that means that they're healthy. And that's the way that, that I grew up. So as an adult, nutrition has, has always really been of interest to me because I've seen the detriment and, and the harm that it really causes watching my mom's health just go up and down and deteriorate really horribly a few years ago. So I think that, that that's always been something that, that I've been interested in. And then in college, I took an interest in children and their health and wellness. I eventually worked with children on the autism spectrum. And after working for someone else for three years, I decided to, to start my own company providing services to children on the autism spectrum. And that was about 17 years ago. And we're still providing services today to many, many, many families throughout Orange County, California. And so I'm, I'm so proud of that work. It was really an amazing opportunity to, to be able to help so many people. And still today, although when I became a mom... I think that I really took more of an interest in food and what I was putting in my body and what I was putting in my kids' bodies. And I think around the time that my daughter turned seven, she became a vegetarian. She started asking my husband and I every night, like, why are we eating meat? We wouldn't eat our dog. And <laughs> I'd be like, okay, here, you know, what do you say to your seven-year-old? Well, this, yeah. You know, chicken is different, cow is different, but you know, that didn't really make sense to her. And in addition to that, my husband has always been passionate about climate change and so she really took an interest in the meat industry and how that was negatively negatively impacting climate. And um so after giving it a lot of thought, I decided that I wanted to support her. You know, she was 7 years old, but she had a lot of really good points, right? So I kind of pivoted. I didn't kind of pivot. I I did pivot and I started making plant-based meals. I found myself working to show her and my entire family every day at that point that fruits and veggies taste good. I often heard from friends or products on the market that people were trying to sneak in fruits and vegetables to their food. My friends would put spinach in meatballs or, you know, whatever it was. And I want, I, you know, really wanted to embrace fruits and vegetables and show that they were delicious to my kids and to my family. So so I started making them taste good and showing that healthy could could taste delicious way back then. You know, it wasn't always easy, but that was that was the direction that I went in. And something though that would that became really frustrating to me was snacks in the market. I would look at different snacks in the market and find that there was added sugar and 20 ingredients that you couldn't pronounce. And so that just became really, really an area of frustration to me ultimately something that I wanted to tackle. So when I dropped my son off at kindergarten, I got right into the kitchen and started whipping up combinations of organic fruits, nuts, and seeds. And after I think thousands of iterations turned into sweet nothings. And you know, I, I absolutely love to this day that my kids can eat it for breakfast or an anytime snack. And my husband enjoys the chocolate sweet nothings with a glass of wine and I eat it pre or post workout. So I like to say that they're healthy enough for breakfast and delicious enough for dessert. I love it. And I also am a vegetarian and I always say that kids are so much more aware than us with this. Like we have all of these words like burgers or steak that aren't actually like 
the animal that you're eating. And I have seen videos where kids find out that they're eating an animal and they start like bawling, crying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really amazing. So you had never started a company before. This was your first time becoming an entrepreneur. So Sweet Nothings is my second time. Second time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell us about your first then. Yeah. No, the, the first company that I started was working with children on the autism spectrum. That's... Oh, this was an actual company you created. Yes. Yes. So 17 years ago, I started my first company. And that's that's a company that is still successful today. We still provide services to over 100 families a day in home. And we now have a center base as well in Orange County, California. Yeah. I didn't realize you were the founder of that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then having that background, I'm sure start it's such a different business, but at the same time you are preparing as being a founder, then that I guess changed my second question to how did the transition of starting this new business compared to your first business? What changed as far as you as an entrepreneur? Well, I think that my passion changed a little bit, what I was most interested in, but um, a lot, a lot changed. You know, I had never worked in the food industry. So it was, everything was new to me. It was, it was a huge challenge um, to, to begin working in food. I had to learn so much, but I knew that nutrition was the direction that I wanted to go in just because, like I said earlier, I was so frustrated with all of the foods that I was seeing in the market, the packaged goods that parents are giving to their children every day. And so I knew that that was that that awful epidemic that I think that we're all facing in America today around our nutrition is what I wanted to tackle uh, with this second business. Yeah. So with Sweet Nothings, how, what was the first step of like, okay, I have this idea now and I know the mission. I know why I want to do this. I've never been in the food business before. What was your first step of like, let's make this a reality? Yeah. Um, when you've never done anything in a particular industry, there are so many first steps. So, you know, I had to initially create flavors that everybody could agree upon tasted good. And so I was giving my combinations to my neighbors and friends and my kids and my kids' friends. And as you can imagine though, what you make in the kitchen and then what you take to a co-packer is completely different. And what comes out on the other end is, is completely different. So I had to learn how to scale my recipes from my kitchen and make them something delicious in a manufacturing facility and that's taken years i have to to be quite honest with you those first you know those first production runs would put out my product and i would just think oh my gosh this does not taste like what i had you know what i've done in the kitchen and so that's been from the very beginning a huge challenge and then you know we had to learn logistics and how do you get how do you ship raw ingredients nationally and how do you ship a frozen product nationally i can't tell you how many truck drivers i've spoken with over the years <laughs> and you know it it is it's really funny i but i got to know the truck drivers and i had to learn how to obtain organic certification and kosher certification and i think one of the biggest things and one of the most important things to me was 
learning how to create a product without the use of gums and stabilizers and added sugar. And, you know, I spoke with multiple food scientists and every single one goes to those things. That's what they have in their toolkit. And I was told time and time again, you can't make a product at scale and put it out there without these these things. It made no sense to me. So that was something that I really, really had to work on. And I give a lot of credit to my husband, who's a chemical engineer and and now our current VP of production. Um, We currently have a patent pending because we've been able to achieve the same functionality of chemical gums and stabilizers with the use of whole superfoods like chia and flax. So you know, there've been, there've been so many things. It's been a slog to say the least, but entering into a new industry has a lot of challenges. Yeah. Even just the getting organic, certified organic. Oh my gosh. And I had no idea how to go about it. So I can't tell you how many emails I have with certifiers um, asking a million questions. And I think that so many of them thought, why is this girl doing this? Like, what is she, you know, she clearly has no idea, but now I do. And I've learned the process and, you know, it's going to be so much easier for our subsequent products (laughs) to get certified organic. That's really good. You've laid the foundation. Yes, for sure. That kind of brings me to when when you're starting this business, I feel like the beginning stages and vision is so much fun because it's all like so exciting. You you have nothing to lose because you haven't built it yet. And you are seeing this big picture. And then it starts to kind of go into these types of like small minutiae. It's like you have to figure out the paperwork to, to, to get the certification and all of these little things that I'm sure are not fun and drain a lot of energy and take up a lot of time. And they're, they have to do with the mission, but it's like, you're not getting that same satisfaction, but you have to do them. You have to go through this. How did you stay focused during this process? Because everyone has to go through this process. You're right. There are so many little things. And in the early days, you know, you don't have the funding to to outsource. So my co-founder, Jake, and I had to do all of those things. And I think that we are truly an incredible team and we split up the tasks, you know, according to what I do well versus what he does well. And thankfully, our skills really complement one another. And so we stayed on task by just remaining organized, having those lists and you, these are your things, these are my things. And just thinking towards the future, you know, you're passionate about something and you have to get through all of that to get to the other side, but, but it's truly worth it. And I think, um, you know, Jake was definitely able to, to help me you know, the two of us together, I think we're able to, to knock all of those things out in a, re- in, a, in a pretty timely manner. Great. How did you and Jake come together to be co-founders? Yeah, good question. So I started off making the product, like I said, in my kitchen. And after having a lot of people taste it and hearing the feedback that I was clearly not the only person that wanted a truly healthy snack, in the marketplace, I ultimately decided that I initially I, I wanted a consultant, somebody that could you know step in and do the modeling and things that I just don't have any experience in. 
my husband's, someone that worked with my husband was also at Stanford's business school at the time. And I asked her if she could post an ad um, for a consultant within that community. And lucky enough for me, Jake is one of the people that saw that ad and, and replied to it. And I think that we just connected really well right away. I was so impressed with him. I went home that night after meeting him and he had already sent an email to me with a bunch of research that he had done and potential competitors and what was I doing differently. And I was like, okay, this guy is awesome um, and equally as passionate. So yeah, we met through an ad that was posted at the GSB. That is amazing. So from there, you guys decide to let's be co-founders. Let's do this and go all in. I mean, there was a period, right? Because that what there was, there's always a period of getting to know one another. And it was the ad was for a consultant, but we did recognize really pretty quickly, you're right, that that we were equally as passionate and had complementary skill sets and that we should do this together. So yeah, it didn't take long. <laughs> right. So from that point and you guys launch, what was the first time where you realized, oh wow, this is actually working? Like a big win or a, just a, a change in perspective where you realize this isn't just an idea anymore. This is actually a real company that we've built. Gosh, there are lots of things like that. But I think <laughs> starting out with Sweet Nothings, one of my biggest goals was to get on a platform in the Bay Area called Good Eggs. It's a grocery delivery company. So that so when we were launched onto Good Eggs. That was a huge moment for me where I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like we are reaching people um, and and the sky is the limit from here. But you know, initially I was like, if I can just get onto that Good Eggs platform, like I will be good. That yeah. is, you know, I will have succeeded. So I think that was one of the first moments where I was just really excited about what we were doing and knew that that we, we were onto something. I love that. So in building a business, you're also a mom. There's a lot on your plate, I'm sure, every single day. How would you say that you can decompress or just kind of step away from the business for a second? Or how do you find time for you to just recenter and I guess just come back to yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's been, I think, extra challenging during COVID when... You know, for the past year and a half, my kids have been home 24-7. My husband has been home and, you know, making three meals a day. We're all together, working, doing everything. So something that I just love doing is going for walks. That is how I decompress. I love being outside. I love breathing fresh air. That really, it does it for me, I can get back to a good state of mind always after, you know, a little bit of exercise and a little bit of nature. Yeah. I completely find the same. That saved me during COVID. Yes. Thank goodness for being able to go outside for a walk. So now that you have a business that is incredibly successful and I'm so obsessed. I think they're not only so delicious, but they're so cute. I love your packaging. How do you find that like, okay, it's it's now something I've gone to this next level. I got to Good Egg. It's something, it's a brand that is recognizable. How do you then 
push yourself to go to the next level and to keep innovating and to keep growing. I think that once you get a taste of that success, you know, I'm so passionate about health. And like I said earlier, having grown up in a community that was under-resourced and didn't understand proper nutrition and what it means to eat healthy whole foods and the benefits of it. I now am motivated to get this out to as many people as I possibly can. I think that we should all have access to healthy whole foods. And so I'm I'm just motivated. Our heads are down. We are focused. We you know have had a lot of big wins in a short period of time, but we're not stopping. We're going to continue to innovate. We have products, new products in the pipeline that I'm super excited about. And we're, we're going to keep going. I want people to start reading labels. I, you know, if we can do that with sweet nothings, I hope that everybody that eats a sweet nothings enjoys it. But I really hope that what it can do is inspire people to start flipping the labels on the other foods that they're eating. Look at what you're putting into your body. So I'm inspired to do that with our brand to show that healthy, truly healthy foods can be delicious. We're not just a better for you brand. I feel like there are so many products out there that claim to be healthy, but maybe they're they're marginally better for you, really. I want people to learn that healthy is good and it's what you should, it's what you should healthy tastes good, I should say, and it's what you should be doing. So we're we're gonna keep going. I love it. Yeah. I feel like it's the mission, it sounds like that keeps you going. It's like sure. no matter yeah. The idea, I love how it's like recognizable ingredients because I think we've been so conditioned to just be like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and these crazy big words that you've never heard of. And you're like, we're so used to just accepting that, but you're right. We shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. And I kind of feel like if I can't find these ingredients walking down my grocery aisles, then why are they in all of these packaged goods? Right. You know, and why do you think they are? Is it because it's easier to preserve, to keep together as you've gone through this process? You probably know. Yeah. I think that historically big food has figured out a way to make cheap food taste good. And in America, we like sweet things. We like food that um, tastes good and isn't expensive. And they have figured out a way to do it. Um, but... You know, I, I am interested in bringing the price down absolutely on healthy food. I want healthy food to be available to everyone. But I don't think that we have to, to have those 30 things in our packaged, you know, hydrogenated oils and gums and just so many things. I want people to start looking at those things and thinking, what are these? Look them up. You know, why are you putting those things in your body? I recently learned even in shredded cheese, that there's like a wood product that keeps it from caking. In, yes, yes, <laughs> right inside there. And that's something that I never even thought to look at. I buy shredded cheese and I'm like, what? Why is this in here? And so now I shred my own cheese. You know, it's not, it's not that hard or I cut, you know, little slices of cheese and throw it in there. So yeah. yeah that is so crazy. <laughs> I know. Oh, 
So going back to co-founders, because this is a really interesting concept to me. I've never had a co-founder and I've, I've heard a lot of differing advice that I think is really helpful for anyone starting with a co-founder. How do you guys break up what you own and how does that relationship work within building the business? Yeah, I think that we break it up according to what we're passionate about. I came into this because I'm passionate about healthy food tasting good and making those things. Like I love being in the kitchen. That's my happy place, whether it's, you know, making dinner, a healthy dinner every night, um, or making sweet nothings or making new products for sweet nothings. That's what I'm passionate about. And I'm passionate about finding, about sourcing ingredients from suppliers that we can feel good about. So I really stay on the product side of things. And Jake's, uh, Jake's background is in business. He is great with all things business. So that's, that's his interest. And, and that's the side that he stays, he stays on. And we, we know that the other one is getting done what needs to be getting done. And in, in addition to us now, we have an incredible team too. So we have an incredible sales director. We have an incredible marketing director, an incredible VP of production. So we're really all able to hone in and focus on what we're good at. Yeah. And because everyone was working remotely during the pandemic, were you guys always working remotely or did you transition to that format? So Jake and I were both in the Bay Area earlier on and we would get together quite often and work together. But when COVID kicked in, that's when we were really just starting with our first hires. So we became virtual pretty quickly. And he moved from San Francisco just because it was hit really hard. And so now we're kind of all over the US at this point and we're all virtual. But what I've learned is that you can now find talent and take talent from so many amazing places because you, you know, you learn how to work together from afar. Absolutely. And how do you stay connected? Do you guys have a weekly call, daily call? We have a weekly call. We have a Monday meeting every Monday, but we're all in touch pretty frequently as well. We all overlap in some capacity on different things. And Jake, I think, is really, really in touch with with everybody every day, I would say. He oversees the bulk of of what's going on and I I'm more on the product side so you know there's definitely interaction but we want to be together you know we miss the, having the opportunities to all be together but expo um, east is coming up hopefully still at the end of September and that's hopefully going to be an opportunity for all of us to be together as a team come back yeah, yeah. that's so nice so my second to last question is what are you most excited about with sweet nothings and the future that you're that you're building with sweet nothings. Yeah, I have so much to to be excited about with sweet nothings. I think though I do have to say that in the near term, the thing I'm most excited about is that my kids are going back to school after a year and a half. <laughs> um, I don't think you're alone in yeah, that. No, it, it's been it's been a really long road trying to juggle the kids and sweet nothings both. So it you know. In the very near near term, that's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> and uh, 
With Sweet Nothings, we have some really cool things in the pipeline. In the next couple of months, we'll be launching our first shelf-stable product that I'm very, very, very excited about. And then we're going to continue launching some new flavors, which is always super fun to our current product line. And um, we have some other some other fun things, some other fun launches that will be coming, you know, in the next year as well. So, you know, I'm excited to continue creating snacks in my kitchen that I eventually get to see in the market. And, you know, it just it really excites the heck out of me to be able to do this. And it shows like your passion is is so evident. And I think that's something that just you can't fake and it gets you through all of the hard times. Like that passion, that drive will re-motivate you over and over again. Thank you. So that leads to my last question, which is for a woman who's wanting to start her own business, what would be your number one piece of advice for her? Find your passion, I think. I think that the only way that you can get others to, and like you just said, you can, you can hear the passion in my voice, but I think that the only way that you can get others to truly believe in you and what you're doing is if you're passionate about it yourself. So choose something that you really love and you want to make a difference doing find something that's unique and that isn't there yet Um, but i will also say that one line that i was told a very long time ago that still resonates with me so much is the team you build is the company you build so be very particular about if you're going to find a co-founder think long and hard um, because it's true these are the people that make or break a business at the end of the day. And you want to be surrounded by like-minded people that are passionate and motivated and want to do good. So I love that. Such, such good advice. Beth, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Where can everyone find you? So if you're looking for us on social media, you can find us at Eat Sweet Nothings on Instagram and Facebook. And if you are looking to purchase our product, you should just go directly to our website, which is eatsweetnothings.com. And we have both... You can purchase direct from our website, um, but we also have a Find Us page where you can just punch in your zip code and find retailers near you that carry our product. And if we're not there yet, we are coming very soon. (laughs) I love it. We'll link all of that below so everyone can find you super easy. And thank you so much. Thanks, Jenna. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.